On this episode, I go into how I came up with the idea behind Attica. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of Arv's Notes. My name is Arvin and this is my personal vlog and podcast. So this episode I'm going to go into how I came up with the idea uh, for Attica. And it's going to leverage quite a bit of the past experiences up to this point. So if you haven't checked out episode 2, it is about 13 minutes or so, but it's definitely worth getting a bit of context for this one. You know, when you start to tackle entrepreneurship at all, a lot of people will go into it thinking, oh, I want to create a business because I want to be my own boss, get the flexibility and freedom to do what I want to do and what I'm passionate about. And that's all well and good, but by no means is how any one of us should really start this journey. Mine came from a number of lessons that I learned in my corporate career, and they stem from two main experiences um, from it. First is uh, my sales career. This was said to me over and over again when I first started out, but um, I didn't quite understand it then, but I do now. And that saying was, sales is the best first career you can have. Now, that's not going to be true for everybody, but for me, it was 100% true. Sales was the best first career I could have had. And why? Because it got me talking to customers. So many of us um, have never actually spoken to a customer sold a product to a customer, yet want to start an entrepreneurship journey having never sold anything. Now, the whole premise behind entrepreneurship is you're going to create a level of value in a product or service that someone is going to buy from you. Now, not having that sales experience can make attracting or even talking to people very, very daunting and actually getting them to sign on the dotted line for your product or service can be extremely, extremely hard. And so a lot of us, and especially in my last Florey into entrepreneurship can get lost into this planning paralysis, creating documentation to the nth degree, not realizing that you just need to pick up the phone and start talking to people and uh, get that product or service in front of them so that they actually then buy it to allow you to go into business in the first place. So incredible skills that I picked up from my time in sales, which has made everything possible today. The second piece of that is you're always talking to customers. So you're not trapped necessarily within your own organization. And in my case, it was Optus, but I was talking to every single one of my customers almost on a daily basis, whether it be arts agencies all the way through to large government organizations, um, all the way through to large corporates like um, some of the major energy companies, healthcare companies. Um, And as you start to have conversations with so many different people in so many different organizations and so many different industry verticals, you start to see a lot of the challenges that arise in those industries, um, the challenges that seem to be um, consistent regardless of which industry or company you talk to, which then really gets you to understand some of the challenges the market faces. And this is incredibly important because it is what led to my um, the idea behind Attica. And the second piece of it, of um, experience that really set the foundation for me being able to understand um, what Attica was all about was a piece of training that I was on when I was at Optus. I was lucky enough to be in their regional leaders in action program and was flown to Singapore to learn about enterprise innovation from an organization called Innersight. Now, Innersight are global leaders in innovation consultancy. And 
a lot of the tools that they taught me in that piece, um, in that workshop, have 100% guided a lot of the decisions, approaches that I've had to um, my roles since then and now to Attica. And that was innovation is something different that creates value. And that's a very, very simple and easy to understand definition of innovation. But second, with any new venture, product, service, you have to understand what the job to be done is. Now, the job to be done is the challenge in the market. It's all well and good to go in and say, I want to create my own business. But if you have not identified or articulated what that challenge or problem in the market actually is, it's going to be very, very hard to then create value by solving it. So when you piece these two uh, uh, part of my experience together, it is talking to a lot of customers, understanding a lot of their challenges. Um, an overused term in sales is understanding their pain points. And the second piece is that realization that if you're going to create value, you first need to understand the challenge that you're solving. Having been in the technology space, one thing kept on coming through and was we don't understand what technology is gonna to do to our business. When I was in Optus sales, the big term was digital disruption, digital economy, digital, effectively everything. And technology was advancing so rapidly that most organizations couldn't even keep up. And even if they could, um, it was at great cost because the kind of people or the skill sets they needed to be able to understand technology's impact on them uh, was extremely expensive. There wasn't a lot of people in the market that could fill uh, that capability gap. And so, like most of us understand with the supply and demand curve, you have a low supply um, and a high demand, you get a high price point. And so a lot of the individuals that were consulting on this were earning two, two and a half grand a day or on very, very large salaries. Now that's great because most of my career up to this point has been in the uh, corporate enterprise space. And so you were always exposed to people and organizations that somewhere in their organization had this there, able to help them navigate and, um, uh, and mitigate the risks associated with digital disruption. But then the next piece of experience came in. I sit on the board of an organization called On The Line. They're a relatively small, not-for-profit, um, but and by small, it's still greater than 15 million in revenue, but um, small when compared to the corporates. And you started to realize that this skill set around being able to understand technology was an incredibly hard thing to find when you're in the not-for-profit space. Um, these individuals that had this skill set were incredibly expensive to either bring to the organization. And every time you went out to find a consultant, you could only ever afford one engagement. They'd give you the report, they'd walk away, and you were left-handed uh, with this huge document, and you're wondering how to then execute and you didn't have the money to then go on and try and find someone to help you execute on it. So instantly from my experience in corporate and seeing it happen firsthand and then now in the not-for-profit space, I realized there was this huge challenge for the small, medium enterprise and not-for-profit markets. And that was you, they don't have access or ready consistent access to this technology skill set to advise them on how they're gonna be disrupted today and into the future on a consistent basis so they can continue to thrive in their market. It's a dangerous thing. 
any organization that doesn't understand technology today is at huge risk of being disrupted out of their markets. We've seen it with so many companies before. We've seen it with Kodak, the whole notion of the Kodak moment. They were doing really, really, really well up until the point that print um, and film dive dove off the edge of a cliff um, and they hadn't innovated properly into the digital space. Funny thing is though, they actually did invent the digital camera back in the early 70s, but because of how well um, film and print were going, they just shelved it and didn't bother reviving it in time to actually transition their business when they had to. Anyway, I digress. Um, and so being able to navigate digital is a huge uh, is a huge challenge for most at best. And so that's where the idea from Attica came from. It was how do you get the technology advice skill sets or experience that you're that i predominantly saw in large corporate um, australia and translate that into the small medium enterprise and not-for-profit markets now funnily enough when i was presented with um, the opportunity to leave phillips to go into sales or into entrepreneurship um, i came up with this realization under that kind of pressure within about 24 hours um, and I think it became it came so naturally just because I'd been I'd been living in this space I'd experienced it firsthand that it just came naturally to me to realize that this was a huge challenge. So that's it for this episode. Um, in the next episode, I go into how I go about solving it. Having said that, if you've seen my website, you already know how I solved it. But the next podcast will take you through the thought process that I had uh, when I went about trying to solve that challenge of the market. So as always, thank you so much for listening and stopping by and can't wait to see you next time.